0: Welcome to the Brave Febberton Leadership Podcast and thanks for joining me for this bite-sized episode of my conversation with Michelle Windsor. Michelle is a truly brave feminine leader. She's open, down to earth, vulnerable, and she's always learning. Michelle's operated at the highest levels of corporate life as CEO of Bank of Melbourne. After 30 years in banking, Michelle joined RACQ as the group executive of banking. She grew up in the country with traditional farming values and didn't really set goals for her education or career. She drove all of that on her own with the support of an extraordinary mentor who spotted her talent long before we did. Join Michelle and I as we discuss how she let go of perfectionism, how she viewed her you know, selfish decision, as she said, to undertake an MBA as the best investment that she ever made, and her way of tackling the inner critic who sits on her shoulder. I hope you enjoy the conversation with Michelle as much as I did. If you're hungry for more at the end of it, you can look for the full episode of our conversation as part of the Brave Feminine Leadership podcast. Have an amazing day and enjoy the conversation. Okay, so this is your first really big. Role then that you didn't necessarily think you were uh, were up for, and and got that support to apply for it. When you got into the role, did you did you have feelings of self doubt about it? Did you experience what people talk about imposter syndrome? I just saw the eye roll there, so that'd be a yes.
1: <laughs> oh, so every day, every day, Melissa. I I absolutely. I really. <laughs> I honestly felt, uh, what am I doing here? I honestly felt like surely they've made the wrong decision. You know, am I right to be here? It was so interesting, so, uh, so fascinating. It was something I had to fight against all of the time, unfortunately. It was, uh, and that, uh, you know, I think that it's fair to say that that self-doubt and imposter syndrome is not something that goes away. You know, I, it, it's that little thing on my shoulder all of the time. And, and you know, even coming into talking to you today, I listen to some of the amazing women that you have interviewed before and I sit there and go, oh, wow, you know, I'm nothing like them. I've got nothing to, no value to add. So you really, it's just, it's a constant challenge that I think I certainly have to fight against and I have to be really really strong in pushing against what it tries to do to you and you know very deliberate I would say around actually addressing it.
0: Now I love that you've been so vulnerable in sharing that Um, and it's one of the reasons I started the conversations because there'll be people watching this and they'll be saying Michelle's been the CEO of Bank of Melbourne. Yep. and she's worried about turning up and having a conversation around uh, around brave feminine leadership so how do you how do you stop that little voice that that chirps up for all of us yeah absolutely. that's right
1: I, I think so I over the years I worked on quite a, a quite a good approach I think to addressing it in myself so you know I have a you know, I talked a lot about being a perfectionist and wanting to be the best at everything before. And you, you simply can't do that. And and that is not a good model. And, and I learned that over the years that that has a significant impact on others. And it sends a very strong message to others that they are never good enough. And so uh, I've had to really work on that over the years and realize that it's about being the best that we can be, but not being the best at everything. And and you know be presenting and doing the, contributing in the best way you possibly can but not necessarily needing to be the expert at everything to be the best at everything you do and so i had to really push myself to work on you know a bit of a, an approach to deal with it and i had a, a good reflection approach at the end of each day and and i would uh, i would you know had usually had a fairly decent drive home from work in the days that you know we were we were in the office and, and and you know, did a bit of a review of the day, but not in a review in a way to tell myself I wasn't good enough, a review in a way, did I approach that in the best possible way that I could and and if I'm presented with that situation again, is there something I would do differently? So to learn from that situation and to actually approach that in a slightly different way. So that was you know, a, a bit of a process that I worked through over the years to think about the best possible approach in terms of the self doubt you know i i often look at it you know there's a little person who sits on my shoulder here who tries desperately to make me think i'm not good enough and that i am not able to actually do i shouldn't be there and i don't have the right to be there and you know there's a little bit of a a self dialogue that you have that says a couple of things that you know, says that you are good enough, you absolutely have the right to be there. You know, just a few things that I say to myself when I feel that person coming back and trying to to pull me back down. And, you know, and I think just being really comfortable to pause and to be your whole self is, you know, is so very important in all of that. And I am, you know, as as we've seen in this conversation, I'm very comfortable being vulnerable. I'm very comfortable, very authentic in what I do. So I'm not presenting as a person that I need to remember who I am. I'm just being myself.
0: Do you think leaders are born or made, Michelle?
1: This is a really interesting question. And, you know, I think my perspective has actually changed over the years, Melissa. Uh, I personally think that leaders are born. But I think that like any skill, if you don't work on it, you will lose that skill, mm. and if you don't invest in that, you will lose that strength, and you will lose that capability. And you know, and I think to be fair, I, I, I never, I don't think I ever thought that. I, I always thought that it was something that it was, you know, leaders are made. But when I, you know, being a mother of, you know, three adult sons, that. You know, I actually have seen over the years things that they do that really, truly demonstrate leadership strength. But I and then I reflected on myself and I can see that if you don't continue to invest in your leadership capability, you will absolutely lose that. It's like a muscle. You know, if you don't if you don't go to the gym and if you don't work on your muscles, you'll lose your muscles. And that's I firmly believe that leadership is like that. And I firmly believe that if you ever think that you've nailed it, that you've absolutely done it, you, know, you are the best leader that can possibly be, you need to go back and look in the mirror and actually think again because I just don't think we ever we're ever there. I think there's always something we can learn. there's always something that you need to grow in and, and actually do better and different.
0: So have there been points along the way where you know you've had to sort of find your voice in certain situations? Um,
1: unfortunately,
0: there's been lots of, lots of those. And I think,
1: you know, I, um, you know I'm really, lots of situations, Melissa, and I, I have, um, I'm a very values-based leader. I am a, ver- a person who has a very strong view about fairness and equity, about treating people the right way, doing the right thing, and making sure that we are respectful in every situation. And, you know, I've had a long time in business and there were several situations over the years where either people were doing the wrong thing or people were treating people the wrong way. Mm. And and I just, I couldn't ignore that. And I work firmly on the theory that, you know, the behavior you walk past is the behavior you accept. And I just couldn't accept it and you know the first time I really spoke up about something that was just not happening in the right way I would say it was the most difficult thing that I've ever done but I just again another theory that I have is you've got to be the change you want to see you know I can't I can't walk past that and then you know and then say something to somebody else about it if I'm not prepared to stand up against it then then I have no right to actually speak about it separately. And so I really pushed myself out of my very much out of my comfort zone and raised lots of things where people either weren't being treated right or people were doing the wrong thing. And it's been something I would say in the last 10 years that I've really had a strong voice. And, you know, and like I said, every one of those situations has been, very very challenging what probably the most challenging things i've faced in my career but it was very much the right thing to do and it's incredible the impact when you do that the impact that has on others and You know, when people actually see somebody standing up when something's not right, uh, that is something that, that, you know, that it just, it really changes it. And and I've had so many people come and talk to me after I've done those things because, you know, they've seen this, these things happening for a long time and they've just considered it totally unacceptable. So never easy, but absolutely right.
0: And we won't go into specifics of these, obviously, but we're talking about things like fraud and bullying, right? So serious, um, serious issues that you've had to kind of step up and and use your voice against. Um, Okay, so is there a soft skill you think you're still developing at this stage of your leadership?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Look, I think that the soft skill is the networking. You know, I... I, uh, very, uh, I I love to go to networking, I love to meet lots of different people, but I always feel uncomfortable. And I have to give myself a really good talking to before I get there about how I'm going to go into that situation. And I, you know, that is something that I, I definitely have to still work on, I would say. it's uh, I, I, What I love to do though, and again, i very much a very inclusive person, If I ever walk into an event and I see somebody and I've been at client events where I see somebody standing alone, I will go and talk to them. I find, you know, I never want someone to feel alone. I never want someone to feel like they're on the outer or they're not included in the situation. So that's the approach that I take and really make sure that I go and, and make sure that they feel part of it and that they feel included and know
0: somebody. Uh, One of the things I think is, you know, how people say it takes a village to raise children, I think it takes a village to raise a leader. um, And it takes a village to support a CEO. So, you know, I just wonder in your time as CEO, what did that village look like?
1: Yeah, there's absolutely it takes a village and I totally agree with you and I think that we come across people in our career who are so special to us and who make such a difference to us individually and, um, and you know, you've got to have You've got to have those people who really challenge you, who really are very prepared to be honest with you, very prepared to say to you, you know, this is actually a different way to approach that. Maybe you should think about this. You've got to have those people around you. And you don't want a team of of yes people around you who just say you're amazing and you've got nothing to work on. You actually need those people who are going to say to you, well, actually you know, let's just talk about that situation. Did we approach that in the best possible way? So I, you know, over the years, there's no doubt I have got some, a, a whole range of very special people from men to women, to everyone who have been absolutely critical to me. And one of the things that I've been really prepared to do is ask for that feedback and, and listen and accept that feedback and, and have a very strong focus on learning and growing, because that for me is, is that's when you are, you know, when you're, when you're feeling uncomfortable is when you're truly growing. And that's what you, I think you've got to be prepared to do.
0: Brilliant. Did you ever run up against any of the sort of so-called double binds that women face along their career in terms of, you know, too soft, too hard, um, you know, never just right or bosses versus assertive? (laughs)
1: Yes, absolutely. D, all of the above. (laughs) You know, I think that, uh, you know, earlier in my career, um, before I worked on my perfectionistic tendencies, I... I was probably too assertive and I was probably, you know, I felt like I was being brave by saying the things that were on everyone's minds. And then I worked out, well, there's actually a different way you could say that to achieve a better outcome. And so I worked through all of that over the years. But one of the thing, like I'm really, you know, what you see is what you get. There's nothing hidden with me. I am very genuine, very authentic, very real, very down to earth, don't believe in hierarchy. I'm absolutely, you know, I want, I, I'm i in the trenches working with everybody I'm, I think that if I'm not prepared to do something, then then I shouldn't ask my people to do it. And, you know, so I, I'm very real and genuine and very comfortable with that. Um, feel like you should never be concerned about, you know, who are you coming to talk to today? You should always know that the way that I'm communicating with you will always be the same as, as yes. you know, any time. So, you know, over the years, being, you know, um, caring about people being, you know, being genuine, being uh, feminine, being, you know, probably soft people definitely had that question of do you have the do you have the actual capability to do the tough thing so, you know, it's, um, yeah, but I think, and what was really important to me over the years was to be truly truly be who I wanted to be and to be the person that I really am so that nobody had any questions about who they were going to approach. So uh, there's no doubt I felt like I, in many situations I was know Robinson Crusoe I was the only person who was who was like that and um and but I you know as I've continued to learn and grow over the years there's you know I think that's just I've continued to develop in ways that I know that I can make a a greater impact and help others.
0: Michelle why do you think you know I'm still still puzzled it's the reason I started all of this in terms of all these conversations and questions we're just not seeing the cut through of females getting into those top executive roles and top CEO roles. Why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, I think we, you know, my personal view, and I, you know, again, I I, I have, because of all of the different things that I've faced, you know, we create environments sometimes in business that I just don't think are very conducive to everyone. There is no doubt that you know certainly and I only speak from my experience that you know women sometimes feel a greater sense of responsibility in different situations and things that they have to do and we have to create environments in business that support women to continue to achieve their potential but to get achieve all that they want to achieve Um, and you know there's there's you know we still do have children we still have babies right that is a fact that we will never change and we need to support women through that and make sure that we create the environments that help them to come back and to continue to achieve their potential as they're still as they're still doing you know doing having children if that's what they would like to do and i just don't think that we think about those things all the time you know it's the simple things like you know the times that you have meetings actually making sure women stay connected when they're when they're on you know paternity leave there's all of the things that we do i think we are still working on that I am so grateful to work with some of the most amazing young women in my business here and feel so fortunate to have the opportunity to bring those those women through and to actually support them. And, you know, we've just got to be really, really conscious of this into the future to make sure that we actually sponsor these women and that we support them and that we help them to achieve their potential in whatever path they choose to, to, to progress through.
0: So I wanted to ask the final question I ask of everybody, Michelle, which is from your perspective, what does brave feminine leadership look like and do you think it needs to change?
1: Uh, And good on you, Melissa, for the series that you do and the work you do with these interviews as well. I think it's amazing to hear from so many people. Um, So um, brave feminine leadership for me is about, is is. Is about being authentic and genuine. It's about being yourself. It's about being confident in your contribution. It's about standing up and being counted and knowing that your perspective is is important and worth sharing. And, you know, we need to make sure that, you know, we support other people. Um, I, I think that don't feel like, you know, the important thing I think about. You know, brave feminine leadership is not is about not trying to be someone else. Don't think that you need to be this type of person or you need to be this person. You need to continue to learn and grow. All of us need to continue to learn and grow. But no, we don't want a cookie cutter approach where every woman looks like this or every man looks like this. We actually want people to be independent and individual, and we want them to bring their whole self and be comfortable being, bringing their whole self to work. I think we need to do a lot more in bringing women through and supporting women to actually achieve that potential and to be comfortable with that. And, you know, sometimes these conversations are really powerful for that because there's a, you know, a lot of women who I I work with who go, I just, you know, they just assume that, you know, it it, it was easy for you or you never faced any of those challenges. And I think, as you said earlier, Melissa, it's about understanding that, we all face those challenges. We face those challenges every day and we've got to help people to actually work through that because you're going to face them but how do we actually bring people through? So that would be the big
0: thing for me. Thanks so much for listening. If you've loved these conversations and you want to join in and be part of the Brave Feminine Leadership community and fill yourself up with inspiration, there are lots of ways you can find us. Our website is bravefeminineleadership.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook if you look at at Brave Feminine Leadership or find us on LinkedIn and connect and become part of an incredible community of senior professionals. Come and join us. Can't wait to see you there.